everybody. My name is Joe Shelton and I'm a singer, songwriter, music producer, and recording artist from Indianapolis, Indiana. Over the last year, I've stepped out and performed music on over 200 stages. Along the way though, I met a lot of great people that I didn't expect to. They were inspiring artists and songwriters and musicians. And I want to share all of that inspiration with you. So that's what this show is about. Moonshine equals love. Shine and love on the music. Moonshine and music starts now. Moonshine of Music. We're here with Emily Emily Lehman. Lehman. Lehman? Yeah. Lehman? See, that's the first thing. We have to get my pronunciation working. There you go. Actually, I, I should really correct people because it's like most of the people in Indy pronounce it wrong and I never let anyone know. It's <laughs> my fault. Okay, so everybody now, it's Lehman. Mm-hmm. Lehman. Yeah. We're there. We're there. Right. We did it. We're there. It's It's been saved. I'll probably forget, but I'm, I'm trying my best. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about where you grew up and where you're from. Uh, I was actually just talking about this. I grew up in Napanee, Indiana, so that's like where all the Amish people live. My parents used to always be like, kids, look at a horse and buggy, and we're like, yeah. Uh, by Ship, so Ship, Ship Shawana? We see that all the time. Yeah, Ship Shawana. Um, and then I moved to Fishers in fourth grade, and uh, then I... Went on a travel excursion for the last two years, and that's pretty much my story. Travel excursion? Yeah. Where was that? Where'd you go? Uh, I w worked in Nashville for a few months, um, Tennessee. I did a seasonal job there, and then I worked in Yellowstone for the summer, last summer and this summer, and then in between that, I like, came back to Fishers and substitute taught for a little bit, and then after that, I went and traveled in Europe for three months. Wow. Yeah, and then Yellowstone, and then here. So wh wh what was the job in Yellowstone? I was just a server. But I was at the Old Faithful Inn, so like right outside the Geyser Inn. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a really beautiful place. Did you write a lot of songs when you were out there? I did, actually, especially the first year. Like the second year, I was kind of used to it, but there was definitely like a huge influx of inspiration like the first year that I was there. Right. Yeah. So when did you start playing? How old were you? I was a freshman in high school when I started playing guitar, and I started playing piano when I was in like fourth grade. Right. So did you start writing songs right away or were you doing other people's songs? Um, I or? kind of started writing songs. I like wrote songs all the way through high school, but like I had a hard time really starting to write songs because I had like the perfectionistic complex where like I didn't want to write songs that were bad. So I like just didn't write songs because you have to like write the bad ones to get the good ones. So <laughs> I wrote songs sometimes in high school and then it was like after high school when I started getting opportunities to perform in the real world and then eventually just get tired of covers. So I was like, okay, I have this platform to, you know, share something that I want to say. So that's when I really started mastering or like digging down and writing the bad songs so I could get the good ones. So, um, when uh, when you started writing, uh, what what are some of the inspirations that you have had in some of those songs? Like, um, when you were in high school, was was it like about boyfriends? Yeah, it was always was about it? boys. Usually unrequited <laughs> love, because I didn't really start dating a lot until after after high school. So, yeah, I wrote a lot about boys. And then when I really started writing, you know, I still write about love, but um, I wrote I write a lot about 
friends and um, sometimes about conceptual, you know, world issues. Still a lot about love, like in some form or another. I see. So uh, when you're um, when you started performing out live, when was that? About how long ago? Uh, I guess four years. Yeah. Yeah. Where was that? Where was your first show? Bloomington, Indiana. What was the place? Uh, it was called Serendipity. Serendipity, yeah, like the Serendipity movie? Martini Bar. Yeah, I like the movie. Did they have like, like that, that kind of? Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. A, it's a good Christmas movie, I think. Yeah. You know. Um, so it, it, it was uh, uh, a martini bar. So yeah. this is kind of an upscale place. It was kind of an upscale place. Yeah. So but, uh, how did it feel when you went out there the first time? I mean, what, what was the, what was it like stepping out in front of the crowd? I don't know. I was really like excited and nervous. I actually had somebody else playing with me that day, but um, I think I was opening for somebody. So that was like my first opportunity to play. Like I had some friends who were in a band that let me open for them. And uh, I was really nervous, but I've come a long way since then. Just like, I, it's hard to get used to being on stage, you know? You're like, okay, I have permission to be here. You know, like you, you, learn, you learn to not apologize for like, Stepping Being up on the front. Stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's definitely a different skill than like when you're in high school and you just play the talent shows, you know? Uh, well, true. Um, so you played in high school talent shows? Yeah. What did you do in those? Usually sang and played an instrument of some sort. And I was like in choir. Yeah? What, what kind of songs? Did, who are some of your favorite artists? Um, I really loved Ingrid Michaelson. Um, and Jason Mraz and Sarah Bareilles, you know, the very like emotional songwriters. I liked Damien Rice and like Glenn Hansard. I don't, just like very melodic, like emotional music. And so was that some of the stuff you pulled out for the talent shows? Or? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I think so. Yeah, like I, I know that I played Sarah Bareilles' song one year. I played. Which one? Actually, I played a Cerebrilli song two years. The first year I played Gravity, and that's uh -huh. actually funny, like it's not that relevant, but like the first year when I was like a little freshman, like I was playing Gravity and they accidentally booked it wrong and somebody else was also playing Gravity. So like they had two Cerebrilli's Gravities in the same talent show. Whoa, that's like Emma Otter's Jug Bang Christmas. Have you, ever, have you ever seen that? No. So like it's this show where, um, you know, it's Jim Henson, so it's like Muppet kind of thing. Yeah. Well, two of the bands end up having the same song, so they like go outside and the second band learns a song, yeah, <laughs> a whole new song before because they don't want to play the same one. That's cool. You didn't do that, right? I didn't do that. I thought about doing it, <laughs> but I was playing piano and she played with like a click track, so it like wasn't. It wasn't the same. There was like some different differentiation, yeah. <laughs> Singing different keys, you know. <laughs> wow, I mean that's kind of tough when you're the second person, right? Cause yeah, I don't remember like, if I was first or second. I think I was second. Because then, you know, you're, you, you know, it's like, whoa, they just did it. Now I have to, like, actually compare exactly to the yeah. same song, right? Yeah, it was, like, hard. Because I think she was, like, a senior and I was, like, a freshman and no one knew me. And, like, so I think she went first and then I went on and everyone was like, isn't this the same song? But, you know, they still like me. Well, that's cool. Yeah. You know. Um, so have you got any records done? I have not got any records done. Uh, are you getting, you're preparing for that? I am sort of, like... Yeah, like record shopping. Like I, I'm always hesitant like to commit, but I like really need to record. That's like my next step for sure. So I'm sort of um, in the market to find somebody who can help me with that. Well, there's a few people around town that watch this yeah. show. So if Emily's looking for a place to record <laughs> and some people to help her. So, you know, hook up with her. Um, so 
I'm trying to see. I want to make sure that I uh, keep the time under control. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, outside of music, what are your things that you do that, um, you know, people might be interested in to get to, get to know who you are? Yeah, well, I've already said that I travel, so um, I do really... Just traveling? I, yeah, I like to travel. I like to float around. Um, I, that's it. I journal so, uh, a lot. Where'd you go in Europe? Uh, I went a lot in Western Europe. So I was in... Do you want to hear all the countries? Yes. Yes, I was in Portugal and then Spain and then... France and then Italy and then Germany and then Ireland. So what was one of the things that you came across there that really struck you when you're over there? I mean, it really, you're like, uh, oh, oh, I vividly remember that because it was really something that yeah, I... Yeah, there's a lot of things because I was there for three months, but I would say I was just like reading through journals actually this morning um, from when I was there and I would say that like it's very communal, like in certain places more than others, like particularly like in Spain and Portugal and um, maybe like Italy like it's very like when I first got there in Portugal like I was like in I like stumbled into this like schoolyard like where all the Portuguese children were eating their lunch and there was not one single phone like and they were all just like hanging out and laughing and like you know that's sometimes what I don't like about society is like how like sort of engrossed we are and I like never really realized that if you go somewhere else it can be different you know so like I would say that in general they're like more communal and also like I really was, like people went so, because I ended up that I was traveling alone. So like, you know, it's scary, like, oh, like, no, like this little girl's like over there, like in Europe by herself. But like, actually, I found that like for every one person that like wants to hurt you, there's like three people who want to help you. And I would say actually like traveling alone as a woman, like I think that it, in some ways it's like, it's in your favor because like people feel, they feel concerned for you. You know, they want to help you. Like I had a lot of people really go, out of their way like they looked at me and then they perceived that I was in trouble or like about to ride the bus to the wrong end of town and they were like um okay where are you needing to go like you're about to go the wrong way like let me take you there you know so give me some faith in humanity well that's cool yeah did you see like all the big sites while you were over there like you know the Colosseum or I did see the Colosseum it was actually raining and freezing the day I went and it was still like completely packed in February, in the rain. It's like, holy cow, like, I can't imagine how it is in the summer. It's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, and you went to, like, what, the Eiffel Tower? No, I actually didn't make it to Paris. But you went through France? Just I did go through France. Yeah, not for very long. I think for, like, a couple of weeks. I um, spent some time in this place called Aix-en-Provence, and then I went to Marseille, which I really liked, and I was in Nice briefly, and that was it. Hmm. So I just went to three cities there. I see. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Did you get to play mm -hmm. music while you were over there? Or were uh, you... I played a show in Dublin. Like, Dublin has a great music scene for, like, the little, like, emotional songwriters. Like, they, yeah, they have a soft spot for, like, the type of music that I play for sure. I was only there for, like, two weeks, and I, like, booked a show, and I had, like, more shows, like, lined up. And, <laughs> and, um, You're like, wait and a minute, my like, travel's happening. Where are you I'm playing gonna... next? Yeah, exactly. That's, like, kind of why I'm settling in indie for a little bit, because, like, it's hard because it's like the way it works is like you play a show and then someone hears you and they're like, oh, I have this opportunity for you. And then if you're traveling, you're like, but I'm leaving, you know. So. <laughs> right. So you, you, you need to take a little time to figure that out before right. you're going. I mean, there's shows to do on the road. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like there are shows, but if you leave, like if, yeah. you, if you're playing a show and someone hears you and has something else to offer you, then if you're leaving, then you can't like follow up, you know. Right. So it's kind of a double-edged sword on that way, huh? Yeah. But while I was traveling, I also got to play. I mean, I got lonely a lot. So whenever I got lonely, I would just like kind of sit on the street and play music because I had a guitar and like I got to meet a lot of people that way. 
and like you play music for people when you meet them in your travels and so do you do you do that around here do you like just not so much i did a lot a lot more there because i was just kind of floating around and but i don't do a lot of busking in in um the u.s hmm. well i mean uh i i did it on the interstate once <laughs> did people did anyone stop yes we were all stopped that's why um oh, I get there it. was so like a, a traffic accident and um, I was on the way to a show and I got out of my car and some guy's like, you know, I'm, you know, w what's going on? You know, he says, uh, you know, I was just heading home and got stuck. I was like, yeah, well, I'm heading to a show like, you know, in the town yeah. up there. It's like two miles from the exit. And uh, he was like, oh, you play music? He's like, well, can you play something now? I'm like. I don't see why not. You're talking to the guy in the car next to you? Yeah, because we That's got out of funny. our cars because we were just completely stopped. So oh. we were just standing How outside our cars. How long were you stopped for? Like 45 minutes. Mm. So like, I, I like I, yeah. I opened up the back of my car and I started playing and the people started throwing money in my case. <laughs> they just throw money? That's there awesome. were like 30 people gathered out on the, on, the, on the Interstate 70. It was weird. So, uh, and then like some a car stood. Somebody said, the cars are moving. And I was like, whoop. <laughs> You're like, yikes. Quickly, Where we got to go? get back in the car. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you know, busking can happen anywhere. Yeah. So, you know, take that as, <laughs> I don't think I've ever told anybody that story before. That's funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I have a lot of fun doing it um, because you do meet so many different people, yeah. you know. Um, but but then, you know, it is in some places around here kind of weird, right? I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, I was reading, like, like I said, I was, like, reading journals from when I was abroad, and I was, like, thinking through, like, I felt like people were actually a lot more receptive there in certain places than they would be in the U.S., and I think it does have to do with that communal thing, like, people aren't on their phones, and they're not really, like, you know, like, they have more time and they're more aware of like the people around them so i think they like have more time and attention to like actually give to somebody who's playing on the street you know because i have played on the street in the u.s before and it's not really the same right i you know people are I, busy you know there's like that story about joshua bell like the most famous violin player in the world and like no one stopped and like one guy gave him twenty dollars <laughs> and that was it like and he was busking like it People. Well, you know, a couple of years ago, or maybe it was just a year ago, uh, at the CMA Awards, they didn't invite Sir Sturgill Simpson, and he, like, stood outside the thing and busked, mm. and, like, had, you know, tons of people because it was Sturgill Simpson. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that we should do more of that stuff, honestly. Yeah. Um, just the fun pop up somewhere and, you know, text everybody's phone and go, hey, come down here, I'm playing. Yeah, that's true. Like a secret <laughs> show, surprise show. Yeah, or like in the park, you know, <laughs> like, you know, just like show up, everybody's going to show up and play. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, what songs are you going to do for us today? Do you have, a, you have that already in your head or are you going to decide when you get on the stage? I'm kind of still deciding. Yeah? Yeah. Do you have one of them like already uh, lined up? Yeah, so I'm going to play a song called Boys Like You, but I don't know if it's going to be first. Okay, well, yeah. that's okay, the order. Um, so, Boys Like You, what's it about? Um, is it about boys? It sounds like it. It is. It's. I have been very lucky in my life to have mostly dated people who really, like, value and respect me and, like, think that I'm magical, you know? So I, I do feel really blessed that I didn't get sucked into this culture where guys, like, make you feel bad about yourself. And, like, I, I would be a totally different person if I, if I grew up on this scene where, like, you know, people kind of do the minimum for you and then, and then you accept that and feel like you're being treated really well when really they're just kind of, like, doing the, um, 
the bare minimum. So I, I had an experience sort of like that, and I like looked back on like sort of the people who have been involved in like raising me, you know, and um, and it's like I'm really I could have turned out to be somebody totally different if I had been influenced by different relationships, if that makes sense. So then that's kind of where the song goes. Right. All right. Well, are you ready to perform for us? I am ready to perform. All right, Killer. Great to have you on the show. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having coming me. in. Thank you for sitting through the drill. I know it, it, it's kind of disquieting sometimes. No, no, it's fun. It was fun? You had a good time? Yeah. I had a great time. All right. Well, I've only been interviewed one time, so. Uh, and this was it, or this is the no, second time? No, so I guess this is the second time. I, I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure to have you on. I <laughs> can't wait to hear me. you sing some more. I've heard you sing in the past, and I love it. Thank so you. So I can't wait. Thank you. All right. Thanks for, we're going to be right back with Emily Lehman with some good tunes. So my name is Emily Lehman and my first song is called Blinky Eyes. Um, there's this boy I love and he just has the brightest, happiest eyes that I've ever seen and so I call him the Blinky Eyes and that is the significance of the little hook.
right, so the second song is called Home, um, and I mentioned in the interview that I've been traveling, and so this is sort of about trying to find the peace of mind when everything's constantly changing. Hmm. Say. Their love was like 
falo depois aqui.
Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Not Less Entertainment. Copyright 2018, all rights reserved. Our producer for today's show was Joe Shelton. Our cameraman grip and stunt double was Brent Lee Smith. And also helping out on cameras, setup, and all sorts of other things, Bailey Shelton. Thank you for joining us, and join us next week on Sunday for Moonshine and Music. <laughs>